Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. Matt and Jared here talking episode four of Survivor 45. I don't really know what to say, Jared. This episode was awesome. It was great. It was intriguing. It was funny. There was new alliances happening. There was maybe another blind side. And then absolutely out of nowhere, another quit, or as Probes calls it, an engineered quit, but a quit nonetheless. What, 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 what was this? Well, I guess before we get too far, I just want to say I've I've realized my passion in life, and um, it's not Survivor; it's uh, it's NFL football, Matt. And I'm afraid I I can't go on any longer. The difference there is you can do both. When Sean gets voted out, he doesn't go home. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing that got me. That 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 made it worse for me. Talking about you know his his dream, his his actual adventure, is living at home with his husband, spending as much time as he can with with his husband. Great, all well and good. Have that viewpoint, whatever. Who cares? You're still gonna be away from him for the same amount of time. Whether you get voted out day one, day nine, or you win the damn game. It, it you. Oh my god, it was so frustrating to hear that. That part yep. specific. That part specifically. <clears throat> Not a lot of foresight from a lot of players nowadays. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, let Let's just yeah. Let's get into we'll, it. We'll get into the tribal council eventually, but man, <laughs> that was disappointing. But we start off with Lulu as we always do because they they lost yet again last week, and and Sean knows now he's basically he's done. If if things stay the same. He's clearly three of three now with with Caleb and Emily working together. You know, he tries to keep a, a positive, positive face on it. And, you know, he even says, you know, maybe we can work together going forward. It's like, well, if you lose again, you can't. Um, so and you you would lose again. And. I mean, Caleb, Caleb is the is the big winner here because his work with Emily completely paid off that all that time invested was the right choice. Um, that she basically changed who she was on the island because of him. <laughs> and she even references that later on after the tribe swap. Um, so, I mean, if they both make it to the merge, they, they could they could team up again going on to, to the, the home stretch of the game. But then the tribe swap does come, as was teased in last week's preview. And it's, a, it's the first tribe swap of the new era, which long overdue, long overdue. I think last season they had two players switch tribes or one of each somehow I don't remember how it worked remember it was kind of pointless but it's a true honestly goodness tribe swap and i was thrilled to see it it's been a long time coming yeah we uh i guess you know not to toot our own horns here but we even got it down to the uh, number of players per tribe uh which you know go What's us that? <laughs> 
last week we were talking about this. We thought for sure three tribes of five. Oh yeah, I I'm not taking any credit for that prediction. That was that was the obvious result. Uh, you know what? You got to take it though. You, you take anything you can get in Survivor. I'll take getting a swap because it should it should have been two tribes with one person on the out somehow. But well, I know like, that, like you that's said, we'll take what we, what we wanted. Or do one more vote and then swap it at 14, 7, 7. True, true. But, but we, yes, that's what we wanted. But we knew we weren't going to get it. Correct. So we accurately <laughs> predicted the result we did not hope for. If you want to take that as a win, you can have it all to yourself. And that's what Survivor is all about. <laughs> the The fake engineered wins. The fake engineered wins, yes. Engineered quits and engineered wins. There we go. New tribes. Um, pretty interesting breakdown, actually. New Balo is Austin, Austin and Drew from Reba, Brando and Kendra from Balo, and Emily from Lulu. New Lulu is Bruce, Jake, Katura, and Kelly from Balo, and Caleb from Lulu. And Reba, D, J, Maya, Julie, and Sifu from Reba, and Sean from Lulu. So... One with a 2-2-1, two, two, very obvious middle person there with Emily. The other two, 4-1 splits. Pretty pretty interesting. And people often, you'll always hear, oh, I, this person's on the outs, they're the easy vote. But how often do you see that situation come up and then that person becomes, you know, they replace somebody in the alliance. Like, I'm sure Katura, her, hate, her hatred for Bruce is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on Survivor. It's I'm going to say immaculate. It's it gives me so much joy watching her just hate literally every single thing he does. It's a it's a perfect pure hatred. That's and completely one sided from what we've seen. Yeah. Just, and just well, the best. The editors really leaned into it today, too. Oh, they, my uh, God. So, yeah. so well done. So yeah. well done. We'll get jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit. Um, but what do you think about the the swaps? Right. You know, first thought kind of the same thing that could be some interesting dynamics based on who goes to tribal. Yeah, it just seemed like a bunch of really unlikely uh, occurrences, like where none of the Lulus end up on the same tribe. And then you have like what, like four people all from one tribe in a tribe of five. Like it, I don't know, it, it just like it seemed unlikely. But my my main takeaway was just like I, I still love Lulu because not only is it Katura and Bruce, but it's also Bruce and Emily. Well, if it's if it's uh, Emily 2.0, might might not be any fireworks. Yeah, I, we can hope though. But if Emily does relapse into her her original ways from that long ago first week on the islands eight eight days ago, yeah, in, in the I, game time, well, maybe she'll have some some uh, some rough patches with Bruce, which would be good. It would be good. I just I don't. I don't remember from this episode. I don't think they really revisited that at all, but it would be nice just to get like a full circle moment where they like talk about it. And she's like, so we both remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get it. I I would think if they were going to reference the, the boat interaction, they it probably would have happened right away. And they probably uh, yeah. would have shown it if, if anything worthwhile had come. Um, but yeah. maybe they decide to focus on on Katura and how much she just absolutely hates him. Yeah. Um. It's it starts off, starts off hot right away. We'll start with the new Lulu. 
And Katura asks, um, asks Caleb what, what Brandon told him about his journey, the same journey Bruce went on. And Caleb starts talking and then asks Bruce what happened. And before he can start, Katura stops him and and says, Caleb, let's hear it from you first. Like the the right thought to have, absolutely the right thought, completely the wrong time. <laughs> right thought, wrong thing to say. Yes. Right thought, wrong timing, wrong execution, wrong basically everything else but the general idea. Like, yes, you want to hear another tribe's perspective, mm-hmm. see how it matches up to, to Bruce's. And if it matches up, fine. If it matches up perfectly, fine. If there's any discrepancies, you have some you have some more information. Bruce might be something you want to keep to yourself. Yes. You you'd have to be the thickest person to ever play the game to not see what she's doing right there. And Bruce obviously yeah. realizes it because as eccentric as he is, we'll say, he's not an idiot. He's not straight up <laughs> stupid. He knows exactly what Katura is doing basically because she stops him from speaking. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was just like her inner lawyer coming out, you know, where it's like, uh, we don't need this right now. Let's uh, get to the point here. <laughs> I mean, I that, don't know. That was incredible. Um, and yep. it, seemed, it seemed to match up from what I from what I gathered that the parts that Bruce revealed to them were corroborated by what Caleb said Brandon told them. Yeah, that's that was a real bummer too for uh, Katura to make a scene like that and then just have it to not reveal any information at all. <laughs> and then was this when we got the the montage of her complaining about Bruce? Or was this later on? I've, that it felt later on to me. Either way, yeah. she's just complaining about Bruce, and she gets a confessional and just starts going off about whatever it doesn't matter. And then you see the little like time the time lapse image on the video the transition and so she was going on and on about him and just just terrific like th- th- that's tv gold that stuff is is great i feel like we did not get or we have not gotten much of this if any to this level at least a little bit with with tori and gabler but not really this level where there's someone who just is not having it with another player in the current in the new in the newer era and I'm I'm living for it, Jared. Yeah, really. I mean, once every couple seasons would be great. I I mean, maybe not every season, but this this is good. I wish I could be I could watch Bruce not watch the whole episodes, but just these moments of Katura where they're seemingly having cordial conversations, if not outright friendly. And then it goes right to a confessional of her just being like, this this idiot. I hate everything about him. He's annoying. He's stupid. He's he's a, he's he's boisterous. He he needs to go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You can just do so much with it, and I think like yeah, they've been they've been doing a great job so far. Yes, it's it's terrific. Over at the new Belo, Emily. I mean, Caleb basically taught her how to be a normal person. Is the, is the way <laughs> they're framing it. And she even uh, present herself as a normal person. Present herself. There you go. Hey, perception is reality on Survivor. And she even basically mentions that Caleb like taught her how to act on the island. She's like, <laughs> you no, know, it's it's paying off. It's paying dividends. And and Drew even mentions like he had this um, impression of her as this really extreme kind of harsh person. He's like, no, she's way more normal than we thought. And obviously here with the two two one split, Emily's going to be the swing vote. They're not going to vote her out. 
to lead themselves in a 2-2 scenario. That's just no good for anybody. So it, yeah. it is it is a race to Emily's loyalty. And we didn't really see, was it Kendra and and Brando talk to Emily at all? Yeah, not that we, I remember. We didn't, see, we didn't really see them at all. But specifically here in a very important potential alliance or partnership. That's true. That is a little weird. Either they completely just blew it or there's more to come. Um, but it seems like Austin and Drew have have the inside track on Emily's vote right now. And she seems to like working with them. She seems to get along with them. She likes that they're not just pulling her off along as, as a number, but they're asking for her insight, you know, asking for her opinion on who they would want to vote. So they're they're doing the right the right play. They're they're going through it correctly. But it will be interesting to see next week and going on until the merge what, if anything, Kendra and Brando are doing to try to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually, I wanted to go back, like, maybe now would be a good time to talk about it. You mentioned something where it's like in these scenarios that seem clear cut, uh, it doesn't usually work out how you think it's going to. It's not, maybe this tribe isn't like the the best place to talk about it, but like the four on one scenario mm-hmm. would be, um, and like I think what a lot of these tribes have shown us is that like a a person who is not set like in how they're going to vote is even more valuable than a person who's with you who you know is going to vote a certain way. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah, really really strange how how highly that's valued. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of a lot of fun dynamics are one less dynamic now. Thanks, Sean. So we'll, that that tribe will still be fun because there there's going to be drama there next week um, oh, for, yeah. di- for for different reasons. Um, so yeah, moving on to Reba. Then Sean gets right to work laying down the charm. He knows he's got to make strong connections and make them fast. You know, it's another four one. And what was interesting to me here is that we were talking specifically last week about Jay Maya and her spot in the tribe that clearly Sifu was on the outs, but we hadn't really seen anything from Jay that we thought maybe she was also on the outs from the other, other four. Um, but what we see here is that she's pretty tight with, with D and Julie as well, that right now they're, they're a very strong three and in tribe of five, Jared, that's majority three, more than two, apparently. Yeah, sixty percent, I believe, is the number Jeff Propes would would tell us. Three out of five. Um, yeah, he he, so, lo- he loves his his basic math. He does. Um, yeah, I maybe last week was just like an anomaly then, where she got no screen time, and we were like, "This can't be good. <laughs> this can't be good long term." And well, turns out, I mean, she's in the mix. Yeah, she's very, very much in the mix, although she's doing everything she can to alienate Julie. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to target Sifu and we get more into this later before tribal. Um, but but Julie, Julie's big on challenges and she gets more into that later on. And and uh, Mike Bloom, I don't know if you follow, follow him at all. He, he works for Parade and does some for, for RHAP. He, he had interviewed Julie before the season started and her whole thing was with challenge strength. She's like... Like she mentioned tonight, what's the best way to stay in the game? Don't go to tribal council. What's the best way to go to tribal council? Win challenges. Mm-hmm. And and that's her viewpoint here. And 
you know, it's hard to argue with that in the in the first part of the game that if you can avoid going to tribal, your chances obviously get exponentially higher to do well in the game as it goes on. The longer you don't get don't even have a risk of being voted out. Um, you know, she wants she knows how valuable Sifu is. She wants to keep him in challenges, but she also wants to stay inside the numbers. So she's got a little push pull that way. We get to the immunity challenge. Oh, oh, sorry, I skipped one thing. One thing I liked about the Reba it didn't really add to the game at all, but just a nice little addition. Again, thanks to the longer episodes when they show the it was um Sifu, Jay, D, and Julie. They they want to go through Sean's bag, and normally they would just say, "Let's go through his bag." They show him going through it, and that's it. But here they take the time to mention how Sean tied his his knots in a in a different kind of more intricate way. And how they had to retie one of their bags in the same way yeah. so, so that they could retie his bag correctly. And they go, they show them taking his things out and trying to like remember, okay, it was socks, then shirt, then A, B, C, and so forth. That it's those little things that add up over the course of a season that make it more enjoyable. Because you learn, oh, Sean is very organized. He's very particular about his things. He's got it. He's thinking ahead. He's thinking strategically in all facets even tying his tying the knots in a weird way and doesn't matter since he's now out of the game but those kind of little quick insights will prove valuable over the the course of a full season yeah uh i I just everything you said i i feel like i'm going to erase or i could have erased with a joke um like yeah he's thinking ahead he's tying knots in all the right ways and it's like the only problem is he doesn't care at all. Apparently so. Apparently so. On to the immunity challenge. Uh, tribe swims out to a cage and climbs up and over into the cage. Then they must carry the cage to the beach. And Lulu had such an advantage <laughs> in this part of the challenge with, with Caleb, Jake, and Bruce. Yep. Yep. Nice to see it for a change. Yep. Um, once they reach the beach, one they they dig out so one member can get out, and then that player is the rebounder as the rest of the tribe shoots balls into basically basketball hoops. They have three of increasing height, need to make one in each. First two tribes to finish win, and Caleb finishes before the other tribes even take one shot. I am worried for for Caleb at the merge. I I think the vote out the challenge, the physical challenge threat at the first merge tribal council is less of a thing now. But when you're doing stuff like Caleb's doing and you're as sociable as he is, it's going to put him in a, in a really, it could put him in a very tough spot come merge. Yeah. I have a very hard time picturing a scenario where he wins the game like this. Like you're, you're the, you're drawing so much attention to yourself. Like this is even sure. Yeah. He might, he might make it several votes after the merge. Like I, I personally would love having a shield. If I was there, he'd be a great candidate for that. Yep. But like, you're going to get to like seven people left, six people left and be like, so we're all looking around here. Who do we think is like going to win? And that's where his problem happens. Yeah, when you when you start looking at, you know, who who can I beat at the end? No one 
at the, the at the the rate things are going, at least no one who is paying attention to the game can honestly say I will beat Caleb at the end right now. I think if the if the final tribal council was these fourteen people, I, I think Caleb wins going away. Any combination, Caleb wins right now. Granted, there's a lot of game left, but when you're trending that strongly this early, doesn't bode well for a for a final tribal council day twenty six appearance. No, nope. Or I guess maybe he's so good at challenges, he'll never lose anything, and he'll build a fire. Yep, that that could be. I think what he will have to do is just forge strong, but like strong enough bonds where where people won't want to vote him out early on, and then go on a nice little three or four immunity win run at the end of the game, and then either win that final four challenge or or make fire. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's a path. It's not. It's probably the toughest path out there right now, but it's far from over, but it's it seems seeming to be a long shot right now. Yeah, like how I mean, if you were in his position, like would you start consciously like taking a back seat? I I mean, sure, you want to like win challenges and avoid tribal council and all that, but like you're like do you think he feels that he is just like a gigantic elephant in the room. I would guess based on what we've seen from him, that he knows the game well enough that he knows what constantly dominating the challenges will look like to everyone else. But I feel like it's a, it's, it's one of those things where if, if you go out there and you start your, your full tilt hundred percent right away, it's going to be hard to rein that back in. I think you're better off, and this is also hard to do because you don't want to lose early, is to kind of ramp up a little bit. But in smaller tribes, you can't you don't really have that luxury of risking that. There's really nowhere to hide. So it's it's a tough spot, but not everyone can be a a alligator. (laughs) Not everyone. So one in one in eight hundred some. Yeah. But I, I mean I think socially is where he's gonna have to really form some like you know airtight bonds with, with people. Because yep. if he does anything to start alienating himself socially, he's he's gonna be gone. Cause they'll they'll see that plus the challenge threat. But again, he seems to be so likable. I don't see that happening either. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I don't think this is a a cast of dumb players in terms of strategy. At least overall, not two out of four votes would <laughs> would disagree with that statement. Yep. Um, but they're going to recognize what's happening, unless he unless he pulls a Tyson and like gets hurt and plays that up a little bit. Yeah, or you know, don't get hurt and play up the injury. Little little Tory Hunter fake and then still second base. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Speaking of that, what did you think of um? The analogy he used about I don't need to be on the Warriors, I can just be Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so arrogant, but it's, it's like it's I don't need perfect. to I don't, it's I don't need to be a star player on a power team. I just need to be the best player on the championship. Team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need to be the guy that hauls everyone with him. 
and single-handedly wins a championship. Should have gone like I'll be like Robert Orr in the Lakers. I'll just hang around. I'll make the big shot. But no, no one's no one's pressed about me for the first forty-five minutes of the game. They're just worried about me at the end. Perfect. Well, that I mean, he's won more championships than Kawhi. Wow, he's won more championships than a lot of people. See, there's your strategy. There it is. There it is. Um. So we get we get a, a rare shot of of Lulu, a winning tribe, back at camp before Tribal Council, and this was this was incredible. <laughs> this was so good that so Bruce was given or he had the flint that Lulu got for the first time as a tribe this season, and he's going through his pockets acting like he can't find or anything. And I wished that it was true. That would have been perfect. One for Lulu to lose their flint as soon as they get it and two for Bruce to be the one that loses it yeah. for Katura and her reaction but he had it in like a zipper pocket so he pulls it out and then according to Mike Bloom again the the first ever zero word confessional it is cut this cut to Katura just giving just like the shadiest like f you look ever and then cutting right back to, <laughs> to camp oh man Season 45, we're still setting records. Least it's, words in a it's, confessional. It's, inc- it's incredible. It's incredible. And then they go into the into the pre-tribal. Um, and so so Reba got the four, the original Reba plus Sean. And Sifu wants to remain Reba strong. And in this case, that only leaves Sean as, as an option. Uh, but Jay Maya is still strongly on, on the Sifu train. She sees him as a threat. Let's get rid of him now. Then we've got Sean as the next, and the three of us are are still strong. Uh, but Julie, like we said before, she she knows that he, even though they lost, Sifu was the only reason they were even competing in the challenge, that they would have just gotten absolutely rolled if he wasn't there. And like we said, that she said before, what's the best way to stay in the game? Don't go to tribal council. You get rid of one of your better challenge players. You increase that chance. Jay Maya even says at tribal, look at look at Lulu. They get rid of Brandon. They win the very next challenge. Like there's, there can be a correlation. If there's a big difference in challenge ability from player A to player B, sometimes challenge strength is the way to go. It's not always the way to go, but sometimes it is the way to go. Well, yeah, there's a reason why so many of these <laughs> obvious phrases come to life. And it's it's kind of because like, they're true a lot. Which which phrase are you thinking of? Well, yeah, like the not phrase, but like like the whole, well, we should keep our tribe strong. Oh, tribe and, tribe strength. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tribe, tribe like and it's like, well, yeah, that doesn't it's not just like a made up thing that people say to like try and throw people off the actual vote. It's like a strategy. Yep. So it, it but she but again, she also wants to stay in the numbers and if she pushes back too hard on or pushes back too hard on yeah on d and and um jemiah they might flip things around on her try to vote her out or maybe then she becomes a clear three in their threesome and they try to cut her out early so she wants to play it safe um and so they're of course gonna tell seafood the vote is sean it's the only logical vote to tell him um and they, they prep Sean for this, who clearly should know that's what's going to happen. Um, and he's kind of stuck at this point. He 
he wants to stay in the game, he just has to vote Sifu and hope that they're telling the truth. Even if he were to play a shot in the dark, it just tells the girls that you don't trust them. So you might save yourself for one vote, but then you're just screwing yourself the next one. So you almost can't play it and just vote Sifu and, and hope for the best. Then we get the Tribal Council. And through this first 75, 80 minutes of the episode, I'm like, this episode is awesome. I'm loving this. I'm having a great time. There's like no stupid things that happened. Exactly. It was just, it was like a pure episode of Survivor. It was, there's no advantage talk. There's no journey to the stupid island where choices don't matter, even though they try to act like they do. No one, no one lost a vote. Everyone here actually had their vote to use, which was incredible. That should be the norm, but it's incredible here. And then Sean starts talking and, you know, he's what we think is, he, you know, he's playing up the fact that by all accounts, he's the obvious vote. They're Reba strong. They've been together since day one, blah, blah, blah. And as Jeff will do when someone is talking like they're expecting to be voted out, he'll, he'll, he'll ask him, you know, what did this game mean? You know, what'd you get out of it? And he starts getting emotional. And then he starts talking about, you know, his, his upbringing, um, as a gay man in a in a Mormon conservative conservative household, and you know coming out in Survivor let him kind of be free, and then he says like you know my I realize my true adventure is my life back home, so I'm asking you to put my name on the paper, and I don't know when I've been that confused because this came out of out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I saw it happening. And like my brain got there slower than what was being said on TV. Like he's like leading you in slowly to like, I'm going to quit the game. I'm going to do it. And my brain is like, I wonder what he's doing right now. It was I. I, I'm, I'm still at a loss for what we just saw. Like, I don't. It, I like what yeah. <laughs> uh, at first well, I hey. thought at first I thought maybe this is just overplaying his hand to a very extreme degree and he's just like going to confuse the girls into voting for him accidentally and then it became clear oh no this is this is legitimate he he wants them to vote him out so he can go home no, he won't be going home for another 19 days or 18 days, whatever the, whatever the math <laughs> turns out to be. It's like, if you, if you want to be like Hannah and say, I just, I just can't cut it. I can't physically do it. That's one thing. But to say, because you, you want to go home when you're not going to go home, unless there's some emergency, like you're, you're, you're on, you're still in Fiji for almost three more weeks. Yep. Yep. Real. Unless they've unless they've changed what they do, they've always kept players there the entire duration. So no spoilers leak out for order or who goes who gets voted out when. Except in emergencies, you know, Terry Deeds, for example. When you're there, you're there. Yeah. I honestly like I don't even want to like speculate the like the ways that you can communicate with people in the real world like once you get voted off even if you're not going home with them but like whatever I, I don't even care 
Yeah, it's disappointing. I'm just reading a quick article here. Um, interview with Probst, who, from his point of view, and like all the dailies and the footage that they watched going into tribal, they were all pretty certain that that Sifu was the vote. That all signs pointed to to him him going out, um, and then he thinks Sean just kind of got. In his feelings, I guess would be the way to, way to, way to put it, and so maybe second guessing if he was going to get voted out actually, and then just started kind of snowballing from there. I mean, it's it's all speculation, and we I'm, we don't want to actually rip on the guy, but he's going to get hammered for this by by Reddit and Twitter and everything. So we don't, we don't need to add to that; it's not necessary. But I disagree with everything into this going into this decision and making this decision you want to feel that way fine people get emotional and they miss their family they miss their job they miss this that and the other thing and they stick it out like not not saying yeah. maybe, maybe it's legit maybe he emotionally just couldn't do it and even though he's not going home he just had to remove himself from the game but it just seems so sudden so completely out of nowhere he had like a, a new lease on life it seemed like in the game yeah he was pumped he was like this is the best thing that could happen to me I, I'm switching tribes. I get to stay here. Yeah. Yes. Don't know what it else was, to say. It it was very, very disappointing. This this would have been far and away my favorite episode of the season. It's it still might be because everything else was so good, but man, does it leave you with leave you with a sour taste. Yep. That's that's now two out of four votes. Yeah. Yep. Batting 500. It, yeah. I mean, we, I, uh, we talked we talked in episode two about how, how I'd seen a couple of people on Twitter talk about this being like the worst cast ever. This isn't helping that my argument against that. <laughs> I, I still think that's an extreme overreaction. But now when a second player is quit in four episodes, it's. It's it's not great. I'm gonna be honest. I I was thinking about recent casts and look back at season 41. This this is not the worst cast ever. <laughs> season 41 is uh, ooh, it's tough. It's oh, tough. Yeah. It's um, it's absolutely not the worst cast. But the the thought that I was having is. They don't. This is a, it's a it's a separate thought. Like, sure, this this cast is not strong, and there's two quits in the first four. But I my problem, or one of them that I realized tonight with the casting is that they don't put anyone funny on the show anymore. Like, I mean, how many people from this season would you say have like a great sense of humor? I I cannot think of a single person. I go back. I got three. I got three people since season 41. And like. These are stretches compared to what we've seen in the past. I don't know if you can think of the three that I. Um, Let me let me pull up the cast. That's actually a great. A great thought. I never thought about it in that way. Just while like, we're, you know, like on on the cast heater again. Yeah, yeah. No, I I like that. I like that thought. Um, 
Okay. But you can't even think of them off the top of your head. I mean, like you're going in and looking right now. The 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 one that comes to mind would be would be Jam Jam. That was the first one that I thought of because it's the re- most recent season and he won. Yep. Um, he's really funny. Yeah. No. No. I. No. I. I agree. My. My. Yeah. Skeptical tone is just trying to think of other other people. Um, Danny from last season. Nope. Not. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. Um. Are. Are they legitimately funny or like funny in spite of themselves? Uh. Legitimately funny. Okay. So. So not Jamie from last season. No, no, not Jamie from oh, last season. Cody? Yes, Cody. And the third one is like obscure and didn't get a lot of airtime. But like. Oh, oh, Rock Troy. Nope. No. He's like funny in spite of himself, too. Okay. Um. Brad. Uh no, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's just Lydia Chlamydia. Oh, ah, uh, we had a we had a segment dedicated to her. Tweets. How do I not <laughs> not remember her? Yeah, so like those are probably the three post season forty that I would say are like the funniest people that they've casted. But like I was thinking back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like okay, first off, like. Boston Rob, I I would say that like he's far more dynamic, like he's funny, but like just dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Sesternino, first true great confessionalist. Yeah, uh, Sandra, like just brings a smile to our face thinking about it. Yep, she's just like permanently <laughs> funny in every way. Um, I think Ceri's hilarious. Uh, but then like maybe maybe not like top tier. Um, but then I go to like Tyson, Courtney Yates. Tyson is probably the wittiest person to ever play. Yeah, the game. Yeah, and, and Courtney, Courtney. Courtney's great. Just just so bitchy, but like in in such a like an endearing way. Yeah, it it's like weird, weird combination of adjectives there. Endless entertainment. Um but yeah, like and and these are all just like old school seasons you get into I mean and and coach in a different way, but yeah. like I I would laugh at 90% of the things that coach said. Yep. So Keith, RIP Keith. Hilarious. Um but yeah, you get not into... fun. Dolphin is fun. Going on a cruise <laughs> is fun. This ain't fun. I don't know about this yoga. I, I get up <laughs> and read the newspaper and drink a cup of coffee in the morning, like 99% of Americans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. And then like Rick Devins, like even getting into the recent stuff. I mean, there's like just such a lack of like laughter and, and going into like David versus Goliath like Davy was great Christian was great I thought John Hannigan was super funny George Bushy of Tushy yeah like where where are all these people how how are they picking these people now that that's an incredible point 
I, I've got to give it to you. That's that's a really good insight that I had not considered. Because we always we've always focused on the personality just being so similar. There's no no villains. There's no real animosity or drama in most seasons anymore. But and because we we get some laughs, but it's like I don't know that Katura is necessarily funny. Like she's making well, jokes, but yeah, her there's... reaction her reaction to Bruce is funny. She's not making a joke about him or to or to us about him or anything like that and that's those are the last that we're getting i think in this which 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 are which are good and you know any a laugh is a laugh but from a buying into the personalities give me a, a a tyson or a sandra every every time over someone whose reactions to a person is what the laugh is not what they actively are saying or doing yeah it's I don't know. Like they're they're bringing back some good things, and like it's it's made it definitely a better season. But I think everyone is just so I don't know. They they feel like they have to go on and be perfect. And like if your goal is being perfect, then you're not going to be funny. You're like you're just too locked up. You're not loose enough. Yeah. To, yeah. And then so. there, and then there's Sifu, who's maybe a little too loose, and Bruce, loose Bruce, Bruce. I'm probably siding with Katura on <laughs> on this one, and not even probably. I I am. I I based on what we've seen, of course, I think I'd be losing my mind <laughs> unless leaving with him. They could just pick like the, the only worst moments. things. Like, and then I'd feel bad for him for getting that kind of edit, especially after his first time on the show. But like, based eh. on what he's doing and the energy with which he does it, I have to imagine it's <laughs> almost constant. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I love it. We get to watch from the comfort of our own home and watch Katura deal with it and just live it through her. But I think I'd be right there with her. I think I I think I'd be given a few, just open mouth, shaking my head, just. Yeah. Oh, no I would be no work. Oh, they would be rough for me. I mean, I'd be hungry, I'd be irritable, and I would wake up, and have to listen to this guy talk for sixteen to eighteen hours a day, and I would say something for sure <laughs> that got that got so much negative attention on me and i'm just i should be glad i'm not there but yeah i, I know how that would go it would make for some great television though it that's would. for sure it would and you know what it'd be funny but it doesn't it, mean i'm funny it might it might mean you're funny depending, <laughs> depending, what, depending what you're saying if i went about it like tyson then it could be it could be legitimately funny I'm just looking at the at the try breakdown here to see you know who who we like and who's who's interesting on on Reba. I mean, Sifu is he's an oddball, but he's entertaining at least. I mean, singing a song about putting someone out while like just slapping the machete into the piece of wood that was that was like Matthew level of terrifying from Amazon. Yeah, uh, you saying that just and me mentioning Rob Sesternino like it's just the perfect combination. Why does he need the machete show so sharp? <laughs> I think he's gonna try and kill us. Uh, but that that threesome, like I like D and and Julie and Jay, but they don't seem to be. Dy- I like Julie's energy. 
the way she's like just like pitching the tribe strength is really getting after it but they ha- they haven't really been super dynamic yet um yeah she's locked in she's locked in what about what about jake and his his swimming joke that he cracked himself up at well that's Dude. that is exactly one of the things that made me realize that no one is funny like again sean gave like this really like horrible loud like forced laugh at one point and i was like what am i watching right now let's see so no i didn't love the swimming joke no it it, it was fine it's a, it's a nice little sound bite and then he just laughed like it, it was the funniest thing anyone it was like it was like someone heard a joke for the first time <laughs> yeah. uh, that was absurd um but i, I like jake he, he could be fun um, I mean, Caleb, I don't think Caleb's necessarily a, a funny guy, but he's, he's engaging and, and interesting at least. Um, Kelly seems solid, but haven't seen a lot of her from like a deeper personality part point of view yet. Um, Drew and Austin, I like their tandem together. Um, cause they're like similar enough, but different enough where they, they, they're, they're fun to like watch, but, and Drew's got, he's, he's a good storyteller for the game. But he he's like Cochran Cochran with no wit is kind of oh, how speaking I speaking of funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I describe him. And just that he's got a good insight. He can he can describe what's happening in an interesting way, but there's no like bite to it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And then Brando and Kendra have basically disappeared. Yes. So yes. no no grid on them right now. Emily. Emily, I still even though she's toned down, there's still potential for her to be a lot of fun the rest of the way. I just like her because she's a real person. Uh, and everyone, it's like, it's so hard. You don't seem to encounter like real people on the show anymore who like make mistakes and like have emotions and stuff. Like, and just first episode, we got that. And like, that's just, that's what brought me in. And I'm like, wow, this is like if I was on the show, like uh, just a normal human. Like you said, you're worried about how much you you related to her. <laughs> I hate this person, but I am this person. <laughs> All right. So what what do you think about the season going forward? Like, are are you are you hopeful for it? I'm so? I'm still hopeful. Like, uh, I, as far as entertainment value that I'm going to get from it, I think it's going to be better than most, if not everything, that we've watched since season forty. So, like, in that way, I'm optimistic. I just, I think I also have realistic expectations. Like, like my mind isn't going to be blown at any point, like, mm-hmm. by just phenomenal gameplay and dynamic personalities. Yeah, we would have seen at least hints of that by this point, I, I would think. I mean, you never know, of course, but there'd be, there'd be shades of that by now if that were to be the case later on, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I... I, I'm still liking the season overall. I think it's on track to blow past the other four new era seasons and frankly, not even really be that close. You know, who knows what happens? Of course, if, if every other vote is, is a quit, that's, that's gonna, gonna put it, put a damper on some things. Um, but I, I still think it's, it's shaping up to be, be a good season and hopefully it'll, it'll finish strong. And the players who are, in the game remain wanting to be there 
and and the and the nonsense quits are done and it's just players playing the game. But let's see how it goes. But it's absurd. Not just two quits in a season, but two quits in the first four in the first four votes. They're not even the hard part of the game yet. No, <laughs> when he said how many days in they were, I was like, oh, no, this is bad. Like we're watching um, Aussie Survivor 2017 right now, or we're separately watching it. Podcast coming soon on the, the first half. They're at day like 26 and they haven't even merged yet. <laughs> I know. Uh, waking up to breakfast in season 45. Yeah. It's just it's just ridiculous. And no one there is even can I mean, granted it's seven six years ago, seven years ago for filming, probably. No one there is even considered quitting, I don't think. Just yeah, we're, this, this is the game. This is what we this is what we signed up for. Yep. But I guess you can't have it all. Um, but speak any any last thoughts on this episode? No, I I guess well maybe one like we didn't really talk about how like the actual vote <laughs> went down. Like, oh yeah, yes. Yeah. So so it went Sifu, Sean, D, which you assumed was probably Sean. Sean, kind of throwing I, a, yes. I mean I mean it, it was Sean yep. in the moment, kind of assuming that just kind of throwing a vote away, and then Sean, Sean again, um, and then. And then Sifu, what do you think of him, of him always talking to the third person? Uh, he's not the rock. He's not the rock. <laughs> to himself, he just goes, who voted Sifu? It's like, not who voted for me, it's who voted Sifu. And then, so he asks, they're saying their goodbyes. He asks Sean if he voted for him, and Sean just says no. Sean could have thro- thrown, thrown D a bone and just said yes. <laughs> like, it's not like uh, you were wanting to work with them. You just say yes. Why not? Yeah, but like, then it's going to be like, well, who voted D? I don't know. I mean, he could have at least tried. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. But, but he, so he, he says no. Um, then we see the votes. Did you say to watch the votes at, at during the credits? Uh no, I mean I I was pretty yeah. certain how it yeah was. Sean Sean voted D and then D still voted Sifu, so yeah I don't know that it's really gonna matter because if they go to tribal mm. again you'd have to I mean maybe Julie pushes to keep to keep Sifu but at that point maybe she just says screw it let's go with the three of us well uh, they <clears throat> I I think there's a chance because like D. From what Julie said, I thought like when she was casting her vote, she's like, well, now I have to audible because D said Sifu. And yeah. Oh, yeah. That was weird. I was like, wait, were they going to were they going to vote Sean? And then D just like changed her mind because if that was the case, then D might actually be in trouble. Yeah, that that was really strange that. My my thought on that is they went in planning to vote Sean. I mean, sorry, they went in planning to vote Sifu. And then all of the Sean stuff happened. And we probably just didn't see a point where they agreed yeah, they yeah, did yeah. to vote Sean. Yep. And then before the vote, D said, you know, let's <laughs> do Sifu. Yeah. I think that was probably the audible. Yeah. Because everything we saw leading up to it pointed to a Sifu vote. 
Yeah. And it, well, in that case, too, like, I still think D might be in some trouble if she was like the only one that wanted to flip it at the last second and like just kind of make the executive call for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how how on the outs Sifu actually is, if this is enough to flip his position with D. But there, sh- there could be some drama there, which which is always fun. We always need more drama in Survivor these days. Um, and now that there's no hot mess Lulu, we'll maybe need some hot, hot mess Reba to to keep us satisfied here. Um, I think that's going to do it for episode four recap here. We do have plans to record a pre-merged or through the merge episode podcast for Aussie Survivor 2017. That'll then probably be out next Wednesday or Friday. We're going to record t- Monday. Oh, this might be out Tuesday. It'll be next week. We're recording Monday. It'll be out next week. Yeah, there's there's a Vikings game Monday night, so that would probably be a good time to record. Yes, it's against San Francisco. I don't care who's out for San Francisco. <laughs> we don't need to watch that game. Or not closely, at least. <laughs> not when we have no Jefferson either. No. Nope. All right, so watch out for that. You might get two episodes next week. Um, and hopefully on Starbucks 45, we will get an actual vote again next week imagine that just keep keep up the strong strong work and then actually do a do a real vote and make sure you're subscribed so you get the aussie episode as well and this episode every thursday morning when it drops apple spotify anywhere you listen follow us on twitter at llama talk pod instagram at talk llama pod for jared sundin this is matt hambage and we'll and we'll see you next time for the speech.